Nation with the hottest underground hip hop and R&B show on this side of the net. This is Nonstop Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, how you living? Welcome back to the show. It's your host, Emilio Wackbar, and I would like to say thank you to each and every one of you out there that is tuned in and listening right now to today's presentation. Here on the line with me, I have a very special guest calling in, and please help me welcome one half of the hard rock core duo, Follow No One. Please help me welcome Mr. Rich Hall to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Rich, how you doing? No problem, man. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to call up here and rock out with us, man. We do appreciate that. Word. Not a problem. So for everybody out there, you know, like I mentioned, you are the first rock act that we've had on this platform. So we're excited about this conversation. Uh Yeah, right on. (laughs) Yeah. Great, man. No problem, man. So, you know, for everybody out there, can you please just, you know, tell them a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, wow, man, that's a, that's a big question. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm just a normal dude, you know, like the, the rest of your listeners, stuff, but for real. Um, I've been doing music, my, music my whole life. I really started in, uh, theater mm-hmm. and acting back in the day. You know, when I was nine years old, I was in a musical and I got, and I got the lead in it. And, you know, I just fell in love with performing at a very young age. And after getting trained in that and brought up by some pretty good people, um, I was in high school just doing my thing and got approached by someone to be in a rock band. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, at that time, and you're you're a, guy, a kid in high school, you know, and, uh, you know, still trying to make it with the ladies and all that and whatnot. Well, what's the best way other than getting in a rock band, you know? So, mm-hmm. of course, I said yes. And uh, I just fell in love with the music and just really dug what, what the scene was all about. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kept on. I did my first demo at 16 in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after that, yeah, I really planned on doing a career in music. But I ended up joining the military. I did two tours over in the Gulf. Um, got out and just kind of did the, did the life until in uh, 2000. 15 or 2016, uh, a gentleman from uh, Lisbon, Portugal, named Pedro Marino Almeida, mm-hmm. contacted me. He was actually in Brazil at the time, just that's kind of his second home, and he was just like a guitar prodigy, and he was a composer that went to college and um, over there, and uh, we started working together, and we've been together ever since, and... Uh, Funny story. Our very first EP came out the day uh, my one of my sons was born. Mm. So our first big release, and I I did the right thing, and I and I I was there with my son, and I just kind of had to <laughs> you know call out call off my first major release. But hey, I did the right thing and kept with it, and still that's four years ago. And mm. I don't know, man, just. Just enjoying life as much as possible these days. You know, if you can do, if you can find fun out there. Absolutely. And, you know, just just doing my just doing my thing, man. Absolutely, man. First and foremost, I want to say thank you for your service to this country. I have a cousin as well that served over in the Gulf War and everything. And I know like that was a very traumatic experience for some, you know, vets that came home and everything. So thank you for your support. I mean, for your service to this country, first and foremost. Well, 
appreciate I appreciate your recognition of that. Yeah, it, it's different, you know, for everybody. But you know, there's one thing I think that uh, we all, us, us people that were over there, and you might be able to relate to this since you have a family member. Mm-hmm. You know, when you first, when you've been in, in that kind of stuff for a little bit, it's pretty intense, and it can be. And uh, you know, when the, but that time comes to an end in your life. Mm-hmm. Where you're no longer, you know, fighting that battle, you're back amongst the rest of the people, and you know, you kind of feel lost, or you can for a while, and you know, there's other things that, that go along with it, but that feeling of just, you know, what am I going to do now? You know, because mm-hmm. I can now, I can finally relax, and you find you can't. Well, mm-hmm. um, not to promote a never project, but it, right now we just the album that we're going to be talking about here in a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, we, we just dropped a video for the title track to that album. And it kind of harkens to that story. And I think your uh, cousin would really dig it. And I'm actually wearing some of my original gear <laughs> in that video, <laughs> you know, but it, as a civilian man, just, you know, hitch, hitching it around the country and stuff in that video. And it's, it kind of takes some people back. If you got any other members of your audience that were, in the military, you'll be able to relate to that video mm-hmm. in a great way, I think. Oh, yeah. That's something I'm going to send my cousin after this because I want to see how he feels about it. Because um, not not the one that served over in the Gulf, but I also have a cousin that just recently served two tours in Iraq. You know, so I come from, you know, a military-based family, even though I myself didn't serve. So I'm pretty sure that's going to be one that he would, you know, definitely become a fan of being the fact that, you know, you guys share, you know, similar experiences with your service in the military. Yeah, and you know what, really, you know, you ask them about who am I, uh, that's, you know, musicians are just, and guys on radio and, you know, actor, whatever, you know. When people look at this business that we're in from the outside looking in, it, it looks a lot more glamorous than it is, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're It's just like we're just regular dudes doing, doing our thing on a daily basis just like you do. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, what you, you probably do for a living – um, most people, it's probably a lot more difficult <laughs> than what I do. Because you know what? It, it's the old saying, mm-hmm. anything's easy if you know how to do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you know how to do something, it, it, it looks easy. It may be to you, but to somebody else, uh, you ask me to go try and fix your car, your car's going to be in worse shape when you get it back than it was <laughs> when you gave it to me. So I wish I could do stuff like that. Those are the kind of people I admire. Yeah, me too. I definitely admire those people that, you know, just make difficult tasks in life look easy. And like right now, the difficult task for a lot of people has been just, you know, coping with, you know, the current circumstances that a lot of us has been dealing with over the past, you know, couple of years, you know, due to the pandemic and everything. And those people that have found, you know, their greatest strength and their greatest aspirations and they're able to just move about and just go about their life. Those are the people I like to draw inspiration from. Oh, sure. You know, and that's the thing about, I, I mean, if there's only, if there's only, if there's anything positive that came out of COVID, I hope that maybe we can relate to each other a little bit better now mm-hmm. because everybody suffered in some way, shape or form, some worse than others. But, you know, man, you're right. But when you said just a moment ago that, yeah, people are kind of feeling down and everything and you know, they got a good reason that things have not been, you know, just, it's not been fun for a while for a lot of people, you know, and uh, just society, life, and et cetera. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, it affected us, too. We had just won 
the best rock act in 2019 at the JMA Awards in Nashville. Mm-hmm. So when you win an award like that, you're thinking, all right, now, now I'm there, man. I'm, I'm, I got it. You know, so things are looking good, and they were, and, and, and everything was going great until it wasn't. You know, COVID hit. Yeah. Right after, not too long after that, man, and boy, that changed that changed our plans and what we were doing and what we were going to do. Mm. Um, big time. But in the end of the day, I'm one of those people, man. If like Angie Lemons, make lemonade. Absolutely. You might need to add a little vodka to it every now and then. Yeah, man. I would say, man, COVID just felt like one big gigantic kick in the nuts for a lot of us. And, and me, you know, like, yeah. I, you know, we all, like I say, everybody has went through something. Everybody has experienced some kind of, situation dealing with the pandemic but you know yesterday when i was you know going through your catalog and music i was listening to you guys and i was just listening to the music and i just felt so refreshed and felt so energized like me like quite as kept a lot of people don't know i like rock and roll too especially like you know your style of rock and roll because to me it's more refreshing i don't like the 90s styles grunge with you know a lot of the screaming death metal kind of craziness i like the type you know the rock and roll that you guys bring to the table man so i was listening to your music yesterday and i was like yo like this makes me feel real confident about what's going on because i was reading your story and i was reading just you know some of the experiences you went through from going from your highs to your lows to growing back up again that just lets me know that it doesn't matter what i'm going through in life i can always find a way out of it if i'm determined enough to make it through so i thank you for that man well you're welcome and you you hit on a a perfect note there because that's really the tenor of of our new album and you know there's a couple different messages in that but that's one of them, and uh, that is, yeah, you know, we we don't necessarily have control over what happens to us in our life. Some things we kind of put on ourselves, but some things just happen to you, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've all been, you know, I mean, a lot of people have been there in relationships, you know, where somebody just says, hey, I'm done with you, and don't really give you a reason. You never know why, and you're like, what the, what the heck did I, you know, what did I do, you know? Mm-hmm. You never know. But the thing is, when bad things happen to you in life, you just you got two choices to make. You can give up and just go with it and just let let it be what it is, or you can just not accept that and just keep your head down and not let things distract you and just do the best you can every day, little by little. You know, you keep putting that work in every day and doing positive things. You'll find that your luck improves a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, even things when things look like you know there's no way you're going to be able to overcome this. Don't ever forget, there's always a God in heaven mm-hmm. that can make anything happen for you anytime He feels like it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're just not ready, or sometimes we need to change a few things about ourselves to make ourselves ready for greatness, whatever that may be. Greatness mm-hmm. is defined by people in many different ways. And the greatest people in our society, you know, are working in nursing homes or working in schools, hospitals, fire department, and wherever. So greatness is defined in many ways, but we all have our have something that we can be we can be great at and achieve. But we can't give up. That's what true. other choice do you have? What other choice do you have? You do know what that other choice is, but it's not a good one. Yeah. And we all want to leave a mark on this world. And for me, 
I want it to be a positive one, and I want to make it that the people that knew me would say one thing about me, and that is, yeah, man, he was an uplifting person, and he's somebody I could count on. You know, if they say that about me, that is my greatness. Mm-hmm. Man. Right? So. Man, I I can feel the energy right now and talking to you and I'm I'm gonna be honest, like you lifted my spirits up just you know, just from the start of the conversation up until now. Like I've already been having a good day thus far up until this point, but just this conversation, because I was really looking forward, like I was telling my wife last night and I was saying to her, like, I'm really excited to talk to these guys because you know, like his story, you know, kinda is like a reflection of what I'm going through right now as well. Like I was one of those people oh, too wow. that are dealing with something right now personally in my personal life and you know i have my moments i struggle with it and everything every day you know like being a personality here on the radio i don't really you know get too deep into my personal situation because i know everybody's going through something you know but just like reading your story and just you know having this conversation right here with you right now made me feel good about you know it doesn't matter what you're going through in life it's all about the way you handle it you know and it's like just this conversation which you just Pick my spirits up even much more. Well, I hope I can maybe even maybe even improve on that one when we get into the album a little bit because uh, I might and you said you don't go in your personal shit on the air and I, I get that. Yeah. Uh, for me, this album was could only be done one way to be done right. Mm. I kind of had to, and you read the story. I kind of had to put my personal self out there mm-hmm. in order to accomplish what I want to accomplish with this record. Mm-hmm. But, and, and is it easy? No, but at this point, I feel like I've been given a gift and that gift, I, I, I got to pay it forward. So I need to use my position and my abilities to inspire others even if it's the person I'm talking to on the air Mm -hmm. to take it to the next level in their lives. But not only that, it's not just about looking to the future, Mm -hmm. but it's also about not looking backwards. And and what I mean by that is that we all have uh, something that can get us, you know, I, I don't know how to put it. We all, there's those temptations and those things that aren't good for us in our, in our past or maybe in our life presently, we know we need rid of. And when you get rid of those things, and sometimes those things are even people, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But when you do that, you got to be careful that you don't let that same stuff that you left behind now, when everything gets good, you let it back into your life. What do you think is going to happen? Is your life going to get better? Mm-hmm. No, it's going to start gravitating back to that stuff. And that's what we got to guard against. Mm-hmm. Just put, just throwing that out there. I agree. You know, I know. So you don't expect to hear stuff like this from somebody that's a rocker. <laughs> but, you know, hey, man, I've been on the air for a, a, a few years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you learn some stuff. And I don't know, man. You know, there's... Every genre is kind of going through its thing right now. I don't care if it's rock, hip hop, rap, you know, all there, there, there's changes going on everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, what people really, really want, they, they want realness. They want something that's genuine. Mm. And, and at the same time, or they want the exact opposite, and that's just a total escape. Mm-hmm. But we've been kind of living in that gray area in the middle for quite a while in this society, and uh, it's 
that gray area in entertainment, mm-hmm. uh, it makes it gray, all right? It's boring. Yeah. And uh, I think that, I, 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 you know, like when Wu-Tang hit, you know, mm-hmm. one, one of my favorite groups. Oh, man, me too. <laughs> what was so key about them was, man, when you heard that, if that was, if you were not part of that lifestyle, you're not, that's not something you were familiar with. Those guys were so real. They made you feel like you understood, even though you can't completely, but you understood where they grew up. You understood what it was like to be them. Mm-hmm. And when an artist can do that in their art and bring the audience in their world with them, man, it doesn't get much better than that, Mike, in my estimation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's something I, you know, relate to a lot, too. I like to hear the real in people because, like, you know, people, as they say, you know, and it's a cliche now, but it's so true when they say that real recognize real. So people can tell if you're not being true to the audience and people can tell if you're not being true to yourself, you know. So, like, I like the real in the music and everything. And it's like, to me, with this current, you know, you know, this current generation, well, I'm not even going to say generation, but this current day in society with so many people getting so sensitive about people being who they are, like, it's a breath of fresh air to me to hear somebody that's not afraid to unapologi- unapologetically be themselves, you know? No, you know, and I think most people at the end of the day, you know, we, we kind of, it's a social media culture we're in now. I'm going to tell you something. Mm-hmm. And I know you've seen this too on social media. Everybody has mm-hmm. the way people talk to people. Sometimes you wouldn't ever think about talk, walking up to somebody and saying that stuff to their face. Mm-hmm. Most people, most of those people would. Now maybe they can back it up if they feel like it. But in large part, no. To some somebody uh, just talking smack. And uh, I think our society is just so wound up in that right now that you know, yeah, you. you but I think the mass majority of people, who's the people you never really hear from, mm-hmm. they still respect and they want that realness, gen- genuineness. And I actually think it's actually more appropriate or it's more applicable to actually what you do than what I do because on the air, you have even more of a closer connection to your audience than what I do. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, if they if they stick with you for a while, and they perceive you to be a certain way, and that wasn't a real way, and that was just an act, they're going to know pretty quick, and they're, you know what? They're going to tune out mm-hmm. because it's almost like you lied to them. You know what I mean? You know yeah. what I'm saying? In a way, it's like you ain't really that person. Yeah. And you know, we've always, I think we've all had somebody in our lives that we've idolized to a certain degree. And then we found out who they really were, and then we were like, "Man, yeah, <laughs> how, how did I ever? How how was I ever that? You know, not how how'd that guy fool me? Yeah, I mean, that happens <laughs> a lot with politicians. You <laughs> 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 realize they're all full of crap, and uh, they're all they're all lying. It's just a matter of how much. Then you're good, but yeah. So I know I don't put my faith in stuff like that. I put my faith in something real, like Jesus or something. Absolutely. Know, but, <laughs> you're right man because you know it made me when you were selling that story just now it made me think about you know the hip-hop artist rick ross how at first he came out as this big major kingpin drunk dealer within the hip-hop industry and then come later on to find out this guy was a correctional officer so i was like yeah oh, you're wow. right about yeah. that one you know yeah 
Well, you know, that's that that's that's too, that's true as well. That that stuff might fly with people that ain't that really don't know, but the yeah. people that do, yeah, they'll figure it out real quick. And guess what? They'll start talking, and the word will get out eventually. Oh, it was yeah. kind of like well, Rick Ross, I guess, was almost like uh, I don't know how big of a star he was, but mm-hmm. uh, Millie Vanilli, man. <laughs> I, I was a kid. I was I was probably like in fourth or fifth grade when those guys were out, and then they said they were lip syncing everything. Oh man! And I'm like, man, that sounds already good to begin with. They had to, <laughs> they had to make that shit. <laughs> You're right because when, when you think about Millie Vanilli, and I grew up around the time when they was out too. And the only thing I remember them from, like, I remember the one song, and I can't think of the name. Just that's just how to me, like, uninterested. Girl, you know it's true. Girl, you know it's true. I know every. I, that's one thing I got like a encyclopedia brain for music. Uh huh. It's that girl, you know it's true. Yeah. Song, <laughs> yeah, you know, like that was the only song from them that I knew. And it's like then a few years later, when we when the news came out that they was lip syncing everything it was just like wow even caused the guy to you know commit suicide like unfortunately man but it's like you just you you save yourself a lot of trouble if you just be who you are yeah that's bad at the at the beginning you know what i'm saying well yeah i guess in their case it's like look we can't say we either do this or we don't have a career right so all right if you could get away with that shit try it but i don't think it's gonna last yeah but (laughs) but that is a horrible way to you know yeah. How it ended up for that guy. But you see how that, you know, oh, you, but oh. you see how it kind of opened the doors now to a lot of people that actually can't sing in the, in the industry now and they're using things like auto tune and other things that kind of, you know, oh, pr- project their voices and stuff to make them sound like they can actually sing. You know what? Auto tune, I never used auto tune in my life. And yeah. somebody told me I needed it, I'd feel insulted. But that being said, in certain cases, auto tune if it's there for the style mm-hmm. in the song, and the person really doesn't need to, they just want that effect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't see T Pain doing what he does without using auto tune. I like T Pain, you know. Right. And uh, I could see him not using auto tune. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fine if, if it's done the right way, you know. Yeah. Like, but yeah. So my so you're. I know a lot of people that get excited about it because they can't sing. But there's, you know, there's a reason why some people were born to sing and some weren't, you know? Mm-hmm. So you can play a different instrument or, I don't know, play golf or something. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's crazy, man. But you know, talking about your album, you know, we've been you know flirting with the you know the 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 album and everything. So now let's get into that conversation. Fake the album. When I was you know looking at you guys' YouTube uh, channel yesterday, I stumbled across you know the trailer video for Fate. And I'm like, wow, this is really interesting. Like, I don't recall seeing anything like that before to promote the album. And it was like, yo, now that kind of got me even more interested to, you know, dive into it. And I'm, from what I understand, fate is your own personal story out there that you're sharing with the world. So, you know, tell us about it. Yeah. I'm glad you like that trailer. Yeah. It's kind of like a, it almost looks like it's very cinematic. It looks like something you'd see before a movie, quite honestly. And in the album, that's kind of what we were going for, is that we wanted an album that not only has great music on it, but has other content that gives it a, a movie or like a TV episode type of feel to, to where, you know, when you hit play, it starts the story 
and it follows through until a climactic ending and a great epic finale. Mm. But the, that that trailer we're talking about starts with an image of me laying in blood on a floor, and that's where the album starts. Um, in 2015, I'd been on a self-destructive path for about five years and it ended up with me on an emergency room table in a VA hospital in Illinois and uh, then basically pronouncing me dead mm-hmm. because both the blood vessels in my throat blew out my blood to death practically. Wow. Obviously I didn't die. God intervened. Thank God. So, for thank God. I'm Yeah, I'm here. But what preceded that was in 2000, you know, we talked about a little bit of my background earlier. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I got to be pretty successful in my career. I was working in finance for, uh, I was working in finance for a design build company. We built buildings and et cetera. And, uh, I was vice president of the company mm-hmm. and, you know, I had a farm uh, where I built a new house, man. And just, you know, for all intents and purposes, man, living large. Mm. And, uh, one day I was just at work, working on something pretty big. We were bidding a job from the government. Got a call in the middle of that saying, hey, Rich, are you moving? I said, no, nothing I know. I said, well, there's a moving truck in your driveway. I went, no kidding. I said, well, I can't deal with that right now. I've got a million-dollar job bidding. I'll deal with that later. So when I got home, my wife was gone, the kids were gone, and everything. Wow. And, you know, I just... Did what a lot of people do, like, oh my God, what just happened? You know, I was in shock, basically. And I don't know, man, I climbed into a bottle after that. I ended up losing everything, mm-hmm. job, all that stuff, because, you know, the banks uh, want their money. Yeah. And I just basically gave up, man. I was like, well, okay, everything I, everything that I was doing all this stuff for just walked out the door. So what's the point? Mm-hmm. And uh, I really, you know, went down a really bad road for about five years. Really intent on drinking myself to death. Mm-hmm. I got, I'm a Christian, and uh, I didn't believe, don't believe in suicide. But so I figured that's the only way I'm going to do it. I'll, I'll accomplish it, and I almost did. Mm-hmm. But at the brink of death, uh, <laughs> coming back, man, it was bad for a year after that. I couldn't walk very good. I had no balance. Couldn't remember anything. My brain got scrambled mm-hmm. as a result of it because I was without oxygen for a while, and uh, I had to learn how to do a lot of stuff again. And you know, I couldn't even remember my kids' birthdays and stuff, and just stuff like that. You know, and uh, it was a pretty rough road back. Mm-hmm. You know, and also going through DTS from <laughs> you know going from drinking. Uh, you know two bottles of wine or a fifth of liquor or whatever I drank that day to all that to cold turkey, nothing ever again, which I haven't ever drank again. Uh, Thank you. Yep. Uh, You know, it it ain't been easy, but uh, you know, I, I struggled back, man. And when I, when I got one day, I just said, all right, I threw everything I had, which I could fit it all in one car at this point. Drove to Kansas City and then I returned back into music, started my demo, and was just doing great. Mm. And 
right in the middle of that project, the engineer and the owner of the studio had a dispute, and the engineer left. But the problem was he left with my music. <laughs> so, I'm back, but I ain't back. And things are just I'm like, Lord, you know, come on, man. <laughs> and you know what's funny? Uh, within that week, I got an email from a guy who just found me through a search or something on the internet. And he goes, I'm, a, he goes, you don't know me. He goes, I'm a composer and a guitarist from uh, Lisbon, Portugal. And I saw you and I want to know if you want to work on a song. So I was like, okay, it will turn out to be Pedro. Mm. So, you know, divine providence, maybe it will work. Yeah. Or fate is one they have call us brought us together, man. And uh, we've been rocking ever since. And uh, this album deals with me losing everything. And uh, it, it shows how I made my way back. Mm-hmm. In and hopefully in an inspiring way, but also even on the way back, it shows, hey, it's not perfect. You're going to have your ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene on the album. We have I, I hired voice actors from around the world to play different parts on the album. Mm-hmm. I play myself, but there, you'll actually, if you're listening to it, you'll actually hear scenes like you would hear in a movie. You just, there's no video because it's, you know, audio. Mm-hmm. But you close your eyes, we try to make it as realistic as possible to recreate some of the scenes that happened uh, or events that happened in the course of the story. We try to recreate those from real life and include those on the album in a cinematic way just to add to the impact and, you know, and just make the album a better album altogether. Try to do something that, you know, hey, I'm not going to say this is the first time this has ever been done, but I don't know too many albums that have employed this method to a presentation. And I think that the audience will really, really enjoy it. You know, Mm -hmm. even if you're not a huge rock and roll fan, there's our style is pretty, uh, we're, like you said earlier, we're very we're melodic. Mm-hmm. We're, you can understand what I say in my words. Mm-hmm. Um, you can. Uh, there's a lot of vocals going on, and uh, because of our backgrounds, I I, I borrow from. I don't want to say borrow is a bad word. I don't do that, but mm-hmm. I I draw from uh, you know just my background in jazz, uh, rock. You know, I even employ some other techniques that are in other genres. Mm-hmm. And so does Pedro to make our music is, you know, to make it ours, to make it us. And if you listen to much of our music, you'll know that there's no two songs that sound alike, mm-hmm. you know, completely. You know, we, 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 we venture out into quite a few different styles and, and, and things just to keep it exciting for the audience. And the album does that as well. Mm. In a pretty dramatic, so and and fun way in 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 some portions of it. Now let me ask you, and this is something you know, like listening to you tell the story about fate, and you know, giving us an inside look to exactly what it's based on. Let me ask you, what felt better to you? And I'm pretty sure this is going to be an obvious answer for anybody else out there that's listening as well. But what felt better to you, being at that million dollar job? Or, you know, the road to recovery to be back to where you are stronger than ever? 
you know what? That's not an easy answer. Mm. Mm. You know, I know what you're expecting me to say right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I, I lost a lot, and it wasn't just in financial things. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. If I look within myself, you'll get one answer. But that's not the proper way for me to address that question. Mm-hmm. The proper way for me to address that question is the proper way. Now, And the answer is now because of what I was doing then helped a few people. I employed people. I signed checks for 30, 40, 50 people a week. Mm-hmm. That was nice. It was a good thing to do. But I have the I have the ability now to do something much more meaningful and reach people in a different way to where you know what? I'm not gonna say our music's gonna save somebody's life. But if it even changes their circumstance for a minute to make them think differently and we end up helping anyone in any way. And maybe it's just to escape this world for an hour to do something and not have to think about things in their in their world mm-hmm. and enjoy what we're doing. Then that makes it worth it. Mm-hmm. But at the the end of the story is I ended up with a four year old and a new wife. And uh, I mean, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't go backwards a half a second mm-hmm. because you know I uh, you know I've got a, I've got a new son mm-hmm. and. Uh, but my kids, and you're finding the album, my kids mean more to me than anything in this world. So it kind of it kind of uh, starts and stops with them. So I have to answer, even taking away and everything into consideration mm-hmm. now because of my ability to help others. And you know, I, I did you know I, I did some things in my rehab too that uh, assisted. You know, that was part of my. Rehab wasn't just a physical one; it was a spiritual one too. Mm-hmm. And I volunteered in a nursing home for a while, and ended up preaching there. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. you might be able to believe it after listening to me ramble so long. But, <laughs> 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 but no, man, I just wanted to get back. I started giving back then because I already appreciated what I had, and it seems like it's it's the funny thing: the more you're willing to do that, the more God gives you to work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Pretty, at least in my life, you know, it's the way it's been. But yeah, man, that's a tough question. You know, I know it seems we all want to get the perfect answer, but yeah, it's not it's not as cut and dry as you think. But it is as cut and dry as you think. I got a four year old son, man. And so, to be honest. Time. I'm sorry. To be honest with you, what I was going to say is just to be honest with you, to me, that was the best answer I probably would have gotten if I would have asked that question to anybody else. Because like you said, everybody would have probably would have came up here and put on a facade and made everybody be like, oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm doing much better now. Now I don't need that job. Fuck that job. This, that, and the third or whatever the case may be. But people got to realize, like, when you at a certain point in your life and you happen to lose that, like, sometimes it's a little bit hard to get back from that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, even with myself right now, like, I'm going through the situation where I refuse to take the vaccine. I didn't want to take the vaccine, so I ended up getting suspended from my job. And I've been on suspension for six months because of it. You know, okay. after everything, huh? You want me to say something? Fuck yeah, man. You go, man. <laughs> I, have no, not a, I have not gotten the vaccine. 
my wife has not gotten the vaccine. Oh, man. And my kids have not gotten the vaccine, except when my son decided to, and he's okay, thank God. Mm-hmm. I've had, we've all had COVID, and we're all fine. Yeah. And uh, I hope, and uh, maybe we'll talk off air. I don't know what the legal situation is, but one of the things I did in my job wasn't just finance. I did, I did law. Oh, wow. Um, contract law, which helps me in my business, obviously. But, but it, there may, you may have, you're going to have some recourse. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when okay. if you find the right person. And, and, I, and I support your decision because this used to be a free country. The one I went and fought for overseas that they're censoring people now and they're doing stuff like this too. That ain't the shit I fought for. If you'd have told me that then, I probably still would have made the same decision to fight for us. Mm-hmm. I just would have, because that's who I am. Yeah. But I, would, I wouldn't have been as gun home about it, I can tell you that. Man, thank you so much, man. That means a lot to me because a lot of people, you know, ridicule us, you know, people that decided not to take it. And a lot of us got placed on suspension don't believe what they hear, you know, what they're saying in the media when it comes to, you know, people being fired from the job. Cause we're not fired. A lot of us are just suspended because they know that after all this happens, that once that A is gone, that them lawsuits is going to start rolling out. And they already got a desk full of lawsuits. And I can tell you, cause I work for New York state. So when it comes down to it, they got a whole lot of lawsuits on their hands that they're trying to figure a way to get from underneath of, and they're not going to be able to. You know, so like, man, I got so many friends in New York that got the, got out of New York. I don't know, you know, you, that's probably you know that's what's sad. New York. I, I worked in Manhattan mm-hmm. back in the day. I did a project for Citibank. Okay, and uh, New York, man, this is when Giuliani was mayor and whatever. And you know, it was yeah, you're good and bad things to say about him. People did, but overall, man, New York was still that the greatest city in the world. Mm -hmm. And I talk to my friends now that are still there and a lot of them have left. Say, man, I don't even recognize this place anymore. Yeah. I don't know if you feel that way. I do. I do. Yeah. I mean, it's it's sad. And I think that's, that's got a lot. That's kind of, that's kind of stuff you're talking about. It's got people down and, uh, for good reason. And you're, you're sticking to your guns and doing what you've got to do. And I'm sure that is not making it easy on, on you in any way, shape or form, especially financially. Mm-hmm. You know, and it hasn't been, so, easy. It's, like, it's been a tough, you know, struggle dealing with it. Not just seeing that, you know, you was at one point where, you know, things was good for you and you didn't have to worry about money and all that stuff like that. And then you get to the point where, you know, you wanted to stand on your principles because you know, morally and also legally what they're doing is wrong and you stand on your morals. And it's been tough to, you know, deal with it mentally and everything like that. But, you know, that's why I thank God for my wife. I thank God for my family, the ones that do know my situation because they've been supportive of me ever since, you know, and it's like, it's helped to some degree help me get through this. And like this conversation we're having right now, like, it's helped me as well. You know, like, I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, yeah. there's been a couple of times I had to bite back tears listening to, you know, you, um, your explanation or your response to some of my questions and everything, man. But it's like, yo, when I'm having this conversation with people like you, man, it just makes me feel good that, you know, things is gonna look up, you know, and at the end of the day, like you said, you just no, gotta put your head down, keep going. Yeah, you do. And, you know, you, hopefully it's gonna be one of those kind of deals where, and this is the way this country used to be, and it should be now, and that is, yeah, you, 
you, you, you're suffering a little bit right now, but at some point somebody's going to recognize what happened to you and others like you and go, you know what, guys, we, we, we messed up. Now we got to, we got to make this right. Mm-hmm. Now I can, but the problem is if you, if, if this had been 20 years ago, I think we could both be rest assured. Yeah. It'll get, it'll work its way out mm-hmm. right now. We don't know. Yeah. But I know one thing, your way of thinking is the right way of thinking. And more often than not, you're going to you're going to be pleased with the results. And it may it may be a little tough way for a while, but yeah. overall, you know, if you stand on your principles, and somebody's got a problem with that, they got a, they don't have really have a problem with you. They got a problem with themselves because mm. they don't have the courage and the guts to do something like that. And deep down, they know it, and it's really just jealousy. I mean, you know, they can ridicule you. What they're really doing is ridiculing their own cowardice. Mm, that's absolutely true, man. I thank you so much for that, man. And I know no, we were supposed no to be here talking about, you know, your projects and everything, man. But I feel like, nah, like this man. conversation was just supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah, it does. Hey, you know, and that people people tune in to your show to hear hear things real. I have a feeling more often than not. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's hopefully I'm not the only person to bring. I know you do. I hopefully I'm not the only guest that brings it. And now I'm not all about just promoting what I'm doing all the time because mm-hmm. people get sick of, of people that are just all about themselves. If you don't have time to think about somebody else for half a second, then you know what, man, just take a look in the mirror and reevaluate your life. That's true. And you have a a very interesting quote that I have here. And I'm not going to read the whole quote, but I'm going to just read like the part that I like the most. And you okay. said in one of your songs, it said, was it fate all along or something we created? That's right. Yeah. That's kind of the question that the album, one of the questions the album poses mm-hmm. is, is everything preordained in the stars? Like, you know, some people believe, or do what our actions actually have the most direct impact on how things end up for us? Mm. That's you know, do we really have any control over things, or are we just here and we think we're making controlling things in our lives, but it's it never was really in our control, or do we actually really affect it? Mm. You know, that's that's. And I think. That, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, the the answer to that question, uh, I'll give a hint to the audience. The answer to that question is, if you're just looking at as how it applies to you, is the answer. Then, then you're not going to get the right answer. Mm. That's true. That's true. Yeah, because you can you can extend that to well, if it doesn't matter for me, then it doesn't matter uh, for me to do good for others or to do bad for them. Mm. To do bad to them either, because it's all going to work out the same way anyway. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and you're two schools of thought there, man. Uh-huh. That's a rhetorical question. Yeah. And it's crazy because, like, the way I was going to answer it was, you know, I feel as though, like, sometimes we create problems ourselves based off of our emotions or the way we perceive things. Like, I give an example. Like, one night I was here in the studio and I was, you know, working on something. I was just having an issue and I was so frustrated because like, I just wanted to make sure everything was up and running properly. Cause I wanted to be able to give a good presentation to the people out there that tune in and listen. And I'm like, it felt like things yeah. were just getting worse and worse. And then when I realized it, 
when I came back, I, I, I went, calmed down, went, took a nap, and then came back later in the morning and, you know, tackled the situation. Then I realized that, you know, it was just something that my frustration created that was a lot more difficult. And all it was is I had the plugs plugged in wrong, you know? And I'm thinking, they're like, I got to go reset my computer. I got to go do all this other crazy yeah. stuff. <laughs> I've been, I, you know what? I've had that kind of stuff happen right before I'm supposed to go live on the air sometimes. Mm-hmm. And... It could be the simplest thing in the world, world that your brain just like just sometimes just short circuits and you're like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I hate that. That's the worst feeling in the world. Oh yeah. Sometimes, but. Nah, nah, man. I oh, man. That so, day, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. That day, I almost should have uh, bowling ball. I was just that angry with the situation. Then I calmed down a little bit, came back tomorrow morning, and then I was like, you know what? Let me see if I can handle the situation myself. And then it comes to find out, it was just, I didn't have my cables connected right. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Glitches are like I've had that happen in presentations too. Uh-huh. We were in front of like a big client, you know, making a presentation to build like a two million dollar bank or something. Mm. This happened, and uh, the computer just decides to not work. <laughs> While they brought in people from everywhere to come see this presentation, and you're sitting there looking like a dumbass, <laughs> and then have they're like the guy. He looked and he goes, well. If you can't get your presentation working, I don't think I trust you to build our building. <laughs> That's what you walk out of the room with your tail between your legs. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me this morning too. Like during the morning, uh, I was doing my morning show this morning, and I was going to a song, and just. In the middle of the song while it's playing, my computer decided it wanted to reboot itself. Live while I was on oh, the no. air. Windows <laughs> update or something. One of those up- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. One of those updates. It gave you five seconds to decline it, and you didn't have to see it. It just freaked me. Yeah, and it kicked me all the way out of my computer. But, you know, the good thing about it yeah. is I was like, you know what? This happens. So just laugh it off, make a joke about it, and just go on. You know, and people, actually, people started yeah. even tuning in even more so after that. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. You know what, though? Actually, if you had technical glitches on your show all the time and stuff went wrong and you got mad and started yelling at people on the air, people listen. You probably get a lot more people. Because <laughs> people love, it. People love, like, I mean, it's like, you know, people driving by a car and, you know, they can't help but look. And people just want to know what's going to happen next yeah. you know, on the radio. And I'm, I'm, I'm one of those few, well, not few, because there's a lot of people like that. But as far as, you know, people, my favorite medium is still radio. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Spotify and all that. I know a lot of podcasts are cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about radio and podcasts because this gives some realness to what I do mm-hmm. that people are never going to get by just finding a song I did on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's more. I get more of a connection with my audience if they come to the show that they've heard me on like this than I do if they just randomly find me on our website or, or something like that. So, you know, I'm just kind of, I guess, kissing your ass a little bit saying, I appreciate, <laughs> you know, what, what you're doing and stuff. Cause you know, Hey, rock and roll, you know, you said I'm the first rock guest you've had on well, mm-hmm. New York used to be all rock back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Not anymore. You know, it's just things have changed, but I think people are getting back into it a little bit. Uh, as, as the 
genre starts to get better again. It mm-hmm. kind of went through its. But you you reference the period that I agree was not maybe the best period for rock music, okay. and I think it lost rock music as a result lost a lot of fans mm-hmm. because kids want to be, and that's what drives popular music, no matter what the pop top genre is. Mm-hmm. Man, kids want to be where where it's cool, and they want to be where it's fun. Mm-hmm. They don't want to. They ain't trying to uh, be worried about stuff that's too serious all the effing time. Mm-hmm. Now they can do stuff like that, but if that's the only thing you've got to get to offer, nah, man. And they tune in the hip hop people because guess what? They're having more fun, yeah. and they're and they're cooler anyway. You know that kind of stuff. Which really, that's where. You know, know, but the revolving door, right? That with that one, you know, being said, is even now. So, like, I don't even really listen to too much hip hop anymore because just like the message in it to me, it just doesn't relate. You know, like I like maybe when I was a knucklehead, yeah, like the talking about gang banging, you know, shoot them up and all that kind of craziness. Okay, cool, I would have listened to it back then. But now as I'm getting older, I'm like, nah, like this is not for me. I would rather go listen to something else, you know, than to listen to, you know, these guys continuously talk about the demise of each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think it's gotten so, it's gotten a little too gratuitous. And in your case, sometimes, like you said earlier, in some cases, people just make it shit up, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when it, and part of it is, you know, a, a story is intriguing and compelling maybe the first half a dozen times. But once you've heard a story and you just keep hearing it told again and again and again, mm-hmm. it loses its, you know, uh, not even shot value. It loses its it, your interest in a, yeah. in a while. And, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's a genre that I, I enjoy listening to, but I, I think, I think music in general it's not just related to that genre. I think all genres go through that same process at some point. Absolutely. And, you know, that's to me, that's the beauty about music because, you know, like it doesn't matter what genre you listen to. You're going to find some song within that genre that you're going to like. No matter if it's something that you listen to on a regular basis or not. Like, I don't like country music, but I will listen to certain songs that are country music because I like it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's why I love music so much because it doesn't matter. Like, somebody out there, it doesn't matter if they're in the same genre you represent. Somebody has a similar story to yours that you can relate to, you know, and, like, we're, yeah, we're just playing you know, right now. Yeah. Well, you know, a good song is a good song is a good song. And, you know, the makings of a good song, you can tell, you'll see it appear in, in multiple genres because the song's strong enough. It doesn't matter what genre you put it in. Mm-hmm. It's good. So yeah, I've got, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not really the biggest country fan either, <laughs> especially like what they were referred to as pop country. I've never quite honestly been a fan, mm-hmm. but you know, some of the, some of the country stuff, I guess older that you listen to, it almost has a, a blues vibe to it. And that, that is, it's very real music, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. People are talking about telling story. It's a storytelling type, more so storytelling kind of uh, genre in, in some ways than most. And I think you know, you'd be surprised. There's that's there's some similarities that are shared by 
rat and country that most people would would overlook. Mm-hmm. And because really, that's what the very the most successful rap artists, besides just being talented. But the, one of the things they have in common is they're great storytellers. Mm-hmm. They can put you right there, you know. And a good country music does that too. Oh yeah. And speaking you know, of one of those, ways, I, those are, go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm good, man. Oh, no. Nah. What I was going to say was, in speaking of one of those great storytellers, you know, within, you know, the genre, I remember, you know, Biggie Smalls because, like, I was having a oh, conversation yeah. earlier, you know, like, he grew up listening to country music and he was one of the best storytellers in all of music. So I, I, I agree with that. I agree. So, in, uh, in, uh, in that genre, in rap right there, who, who, if you can, real quick, who's your top five? My top five, Biggie Smalls, Busta Rhymes, yeah. uh, Jada Kiss. I like, um, let me see. I like Lloyd Banks, and then you said my top five, and one more person. Because I got so many people yeah, I can just Yeah, not necessarily that order. Yeah, oh, I, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, just off the top of your head. And Nas. Nice. Yeah. But I'd have to say, man, uh, go with the woo for sure. Oh, yeah. But what you, Diddy. Biggie, and I'm throwing Too Short in there. <laughs> I like Too Short. <laughs> no, too Short. No, actually, Wu-Tang and Too Short, my top two. Yeah. And then uh, down from that, I mean, just think of Biggie was the last and longer. Mm. But that's that's a whole other interview for about five segments. Uh, but then I got to go to the first album I ever bought. With my own money was Run DMC. Oh wow! My very yeah. first album I bought was The Cow by Method Man. <laughs> <laughs> it was Run DMC back in the day, man. I was in fifth grade and oh. I bought it on cassette. Oh man! And then my next album was Dawkins, a hard rock album because I like that song from that Freddie movie. Uh-huh. You know. They did. So, you know, hey, man, I, started, I, I, I like a lot of different stuff. But, yeah, those yeah. are my top five. No doubt, man. Hey, it was a great conversation with you, man. I know we went way over our time, but it's like some conversations just yeah, worth man. it. Huh? No, it, it was. I could have I went for hours, bro. Yeah, man. And I would like to have you come back up here, man. If you ever interested, you and Pedro to come back up here, man. I would love to have you both on this platform. We have a conversation more so in depth, you know, to... Just, you know, go into that dynamic between the two of you, man. Because I'm pretty sure, you know, with you being here, it was already interesting enough. So I can just imagine just how much more interesting it's going to be with the two of you on here as, you know, our guests. So I would look to make that happen if you, you know, guys are interested. Oh, that'd be great, back. man. There's only one rule, though. You guys can't speak Spanish to each other because I don't understand it fluently. And I'll, I'll be paranoid and think you guys are talking shit about me or something. Nah, so. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Like, I, I, you know, people like I get it a lot. A lot of people think I'm Dominican, but I'm black and I'm mixed with you know Native American and everything. And people come up to me all the time oh, trying word. to speak Spanish, yeah. Word. And I'm like, no, hablo español. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, really, man? Okay, well, yeah. you know what? Your accent sounds like you can speak it fluently. I used to, but then I lost that whole because I got out of this wanting to be able to speak Spanish and everything. I just kind of lost interest in it, but. I want to get it back. I really do. I need to start studying my Spanish again. Well, I'll leave you with this. My my four year old son I told you about earlier. Uh huh. He's half Cherokee, man. He's half Cherokee. Okay. His mother is Cherokee. 
Yeah, yeah. my grandmother was so, Cherokee. Wow. Well, yeah, man. man it's, a, it's a small world that keeps getting smaller. Man. <laughs> I, I'm, so, I'm so pleased to do this interview. I can't tell you. This is <laughs> the realest interview I've done. Um, project so far and if they all are like this man it'd be a pleasure to do every single one of them oh man hey man well this i'm gonna say this is going to be the first of many man because i like i said you i i really enjoyed this conversation here with you today man it's almost a, a shame that you know we have a time limit but you know before we right, you know man. go off the air and everything we're going to you know exchange information and all that stuff but before we go like how can people get in contact with you and where can they find your music yeah, go to uh, Fate, F-A-T-E, com, and just for going there, we're going to give you one of our critically acclaimed songs for free, Bring mm-hmm. Me Peace. Uh, we just just sign up for album updates, and they'll give you links to pre-save, pre-order, uh, or go to follownoonemusic.com, um, or just Google Follow No One Fate or Follow No One, and you'll find us, find all of our uh, socials and uh, streaming platforms on there because uh, we're pretty easy to be found on the internet. So Spotify, all those majors, we're on those. And follow no one store.com if you just can't wait to order the album, go ahead and pre-order it now or pre-save it. And uh, we've got all of our album merch designed with our special designer from Greece, and it looks pretty tight. Nice. So you might want to check some of that stuff out. So. I appreciate you. No problem, and I appreciate you too, Rich. And for everybody else, keep it locked and stay tuned because we're about to debut their latest single called Fate here on this platform. So keep it locked and stay tuned. It's your host, Emilio Wagball, and we'll be back with much more right after this. The Nonstop Radio Show. Nonstop Hip Hop. The hottest underground hip hop and R&B show on this side of the net.